Hi, it's Carrie here at Treatment Unicorn, and you're listening to Ride with the Unicorn, a sometime podcast. So, there I was in the shower the other day. I was washing my feet, and you know how it is. You're prodding away at all those uh, tough little callousy bits, and it got me thinking, <laughs> in a way, about my friend Helen. Well, at least it got me thinking about what Helen does, and she um, combines reflexology with myofascial release. I mean, that's pretty awesome. She has this incredible innate talent for feeling into all the glitches and tightnesses of the body by communing with your soles of your feet. And I guess also with your soul while she's at it. And, you know, on a parallel track, it also got me thinking, and maybe it's just me, but I have this selection of books that I use almost as though they're an oracle. When I wish to be informed on the universal level of what's going on in my world and I need the wisdom and gentle guidance, these are the books that I turn to. Usually with a question in mind, I randomly flip them over and then receive the goodness that page has to offer. One of those books is Louise L. Hayes' You Can Heal Your Life. Now, I admit, the first time I read it, about 11 years ago or so, I was thrown by the woo-woo-ness of it all. I mean, come on, really? You expect me to believe that my body and all its crazy brokenness is trying to tell me something? That it's shouting to me, pleading with me to look at all that mad shit I keep on perpetuating in my life? I mean, please. But then I read it again and again. And again, I keep picking it up, you know, now and again, here and there. And whilst I'm not saying I'm down with it all, I do give it a bit of healthy respect. Anyways, so back to me in the shower. There I am, scrubbing my feet, looking at my cracked heels and thinking, well, what would Louise O'Hay say about these? I mean, cracked heels from digging my feet in, perhaps? Literally and maybe metaphorically. Hmm. Now, she may be on something here. Now, I admit I am not the quickest implementer in the world. If I'd put all my plans into action as quickly as I can dream them up, then I would be pooping gold by now. In the past, I failed over and over and over just to schedule the time it needs to act. I procrastinate. I mean, I. And then, worse than this, I would actually second-guess myself. I'd mither on it. I'd come to the conclusion that my original idea was probably bobbins, and really the second and third versions weren't much cop either. I mean, damn. Before you know it, I'm back to the drawing board in No Wordsville. But I'm guessing I'm not alone here. There's probably a few sage nods of the head out there, a few checks of the feet and perhaps a hollow chuckle. I mean, I know, I get it. How do we know when that next big idea is the right one for us? How can we tell if that small but important tweak is going to help our business to serve us better? A lot of that answer for me is based on how it feels. The feels is all important. Does that incoming download of information feel good? Does it feel as good as it makes sense? Does it give me tingles? Does it scare me a little bit? Can I take action on it now before I overthink it? It's sometimes easy to overlook that a decision that is made can also be revoked. I mean, it's not set in stone, is it? Unless you are actually a stonemason. But knowing that a decision can be reversed should feel like a load has been lifted. You know, whew, you mean I don't have to keep it? I can take it back, even if I no longer have the receipt? Yes! What stalls us from implementing them? What stalls us from experimenting? When it comes to getting a new idea out there in a suck it and see styly, why don't we think we can go back to the original plan if there's no positive uptake? 
it's my best guess that it's to do with the ego. You know, our own ego digging its own heels in. Because it wants us to think that a reversal of a decision is actually a mistake. Then that, how's that going to be perceived, huh? You know, it's going to be one of those big old whopping egg on your face, can't handle responsibility failures. Because failure stings, doesn't it? Even the thought of failure makes my gut tighten a little bit. Can you feel that too? And then there's the fear. It's scary to put yourself out there and feel judged. It's scary to feel like we've inverted commas, got it wrong. I mean, what will people think of us? How will we respond? Surely we're not responsible grown-ups if we go around changing our minds all the time, huh? If we consider though that fear is just an emotion, like happiness and bliss and surprise all are, we feel those too, but we just don't overthink them, do we? Fear, really, is only problematic when we give it credence, when we throw it a parade and crown it the carnival queen and allow it to dominate our responses. If fear is acknowledged just as an emotion, if we listen to what it's trying to teach us and actually learn, rather than letting it run the show and carry on regardless, then we can move ahead. We can move ahead with confidence and a certain element of excitement. Changes in the way that we run our business as sole traders can at times feel as though we're holding up a very piece of our being. It can take tremendous courage to raise our prices, move our work location, change our working hours, or even the way we actually work. We sweat over it, don't we? I know from personal experience that it can keep me awake at night. And we all know that the tiredness that comes from insomnia can cloud our judgment and our decision-making. Hence why we get the second and the third and the fourth possibility when really we should have stuck with the first. So how do we choose to live our life? You know, how do we, how do we go about being on our feet, moving forward rather than sticking our heels in and dragging ourselves down? Maybe we need to write deeply about what it is that we wish to change in our lives. Then we can bravely take steps forwards towards actually changing it rather than allowing ourselves to be mired in self-doubt. If, like me, you've been grinding over decisions for a while, but you keep dismissing the same or a very similar solution, perhaps that is the one that we should go with. Trust our gut. Especially, and now here's the woo-woo bit, especially when that solution comes to you when you're in water in some way. I mean, I know that sounds bonkers, but seriously, some of the best ideas and solutions come when we are showering, swimming, bathing, even doing the washing up. And it's the same when we move. When we go into movement, when we walk, when we run, when we exercise, we allow ourselves to defocus from our worries and we lose ourselves in the momentum and the easiness of a repetitive task. When momentum and repetition take place, then clarity can flow in and we can see what really needs to happen. So there's all sorts of ways to shake off resistance. Maybe no longer should we be dragging our feet or digging in our heels. Maybe now it's the time to act. When I say maybe, you know that it is actually now. Now is the time to act. So why don't we take more action? Spend less time picking at our feet in the shower instead. This has been a little chat from me on uh, the craziness of what cracked heels can bring you when it comes to thinking out loud. Join me on future podcasts. It's Carrie here from Treatment Unicorn signing off.
Take care and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.